Well, hey there, everybody. Howdy, buzzards. This is Macy. And this is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzz Killers. <laughs> With a growl at the end. <laughs> Gremlin sound. I've been watching. I don't know if you've ever seen this show. You need to. It's so funny. It's called We What We Do in the Shadows. It's about these vampires living in like the 21st century. And they like dress crazy <gasps> and they're so funny, but they always are like <laughs> at each other like all the time. <laughs> it's so funny. They're oh. hilarious. And they have a familiar named Guillermo. And he, Guillermo. They, they're always like vampires only Guillermo. <laughs> and he like wants to be a vampire so bad. Oh. It's so funny. Anyway, <laughs> that you just did that. It reminded me of them going. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I do, that so, I do that sometimes in the morning when Ryan turns the light on before I'm ready. <laughs> like fake hiss at him and he's just like, That's right. That's actually how they taught us to do something in music school, interestingly enough. <laughs> Things that you never knew. <laughs> the more you know, the more you cold. <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> Not sponsored. Sorry. <laughs> I just like their logo and their slogan. That's what that is. <sighs> Not a logo. Anyway, guys. Hi. How's it going, guys? <laughs> I mean, I didn't start my stupid alarm. Okay. Ah, that's okay. okay. Now it's started. Welcome back to Canadian Month. Yay! Last one of Canadian Month. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? We haven't decided on next month. Yes, yes we, have. we have. Never mind. We decided early this time. As the words were coming out of my mouth, my brain nope. went, nope. Dumbass. Dumbass. You're wrong. <laughs> it's like, oops. It's going to be exci- an exciting month, you guys. It's going to be so May much fun. is. We're so excited. So much We've fun. got some awesome things planned. Oh, yes. So buckle your seatbelts. Oh, we're going to take you on a ride. Yeah. We're going to take you on a spooky ride. Oh, yeah. So, um, Kool Aid Man smashes me around. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that what he does? I think. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Let's talk about what we're drinking after wine. After. I literally haven't even started drinking this. Yeah, I haven't I know. even tried it. <laughs> we're just having too much fun. Okay, let's try this. Mm. I don't hate it. Agreed. Oh. Okay. Interesting. Not my favorite. Guys, what we are drinking, <laughs> now that you've heard us have our very first pleasant mouthfeel, <laughs> is uh, Hobnob Wicked Red. It's a limited edition. And I'm going to read what's on there. Well, I don't know if this is their website. Their website was kind of hard to navigate. Aromas of roasted coffee, mocha, toasted hazelnut, and spicy notes. Did you get the spicy? I did not get spicy. Uh, embellished with hints of orange zest and flour. I got the orange. Yeah, that I got. This wine is an immediate fruit bomb of killer blackberries, cassisus, which is we s- liqueur. Yeah. Um, and juicy Concord grapes. While all the upfront fruit is working, that was hard, is working your taste buds over, there's softness in the mouthfeel. Woo! That indicates well-ripened tannins and rounded acidity, meaning not, meaning nice balance in the wine. And no, guys, we didn't make that up. No, that it says... On the website. It says mouthfeel. It does say mouthfeel, so... I, I read it word for word. We have been blessed with the mouthfeel twice. <laughs> I'm never going to let it go. <laughs> never going to let it go. We should do that from now on, where we just taste the wine and like on this first and talk about our mouthfeel before <laughs> reading it. Oh, my God. What we feel yes. in our mouths. Yes. I don't know, guys. <laughs> Let's take a moment for mouthfeel. 
Mouthfeel time. Sipping sound. <laughs> oh my. Maybe I'll make like a sound. Have you ever listened to the office lady? No. They have like special things like Angela Sass. They like and Pamela Pam Pam something. Like they like have things for themselves when they do something in the show and Angela Sass is whenever she's just like you know that moment where they're like, How do you sleep at night? And she's like, I have two nights to live. I read a book before bed and it's lights out by eight. Yeah. <laughs> Or something like that. <laughs> so they call that Angela Sass, but they have these little like sound bites that are like Angela Sass. <laughs> so I'll do one that's like, it's time for the mouthfeel. That <laughs> reminds me so much of Jean Ralphio. <gasps> that's exactly what that made me think of. <laughs> yes, that's it. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, we sing it every week. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Oh, my God. My Guys, mom. can you tell what some of our favorite shows are? <laughs> Mama V did not know what that was from. Please tell me you showed her. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's like a thing that they do in this show. Oh, I thought you guys made that up. I was like, no. no. Unfortunately. I wish we were that cool. We were that fun. Well, we're going to have mouthfeel time. Mouthfeel. <laughs> so <laughs> it'll be fine. Anyway, guys, um, now that we know about Hobnob. And the bottle's really cool. The bottle is really cool. That's why we bought it. <laughs> <laughs> it has skulls all over it. It does have skulls on it. So. Yeah, it's like our it's our aesthetic. Black and red and white. We're going to put up a wall in here. We are. For all of our wines. It's going to go right there. I think we should put it right in the middle of the room and put Tyler's really ugly desk on the other side of it. <laughs> you mean outside in the trash can? There, too. That's actually better. <laughs> I really don't like it. Actually, at this point, you could probably saw that desk in half, and it would still be a full fucking desk because it's that big. <laughs> I know. It reminds me of a teacher desk. Like it is It's like from a school. Guys, this desk is huge. It's giant. I don't know how he got this. I'm so fully aware that Tyler does listen to us regularly. So, hey, Tyler. You know, sorry I about don't care. He knows I hate those. He knows I hate that. <laughs> he knows I hate it. So, hi, hun. Thanks for listening. I like that it has a pencil sharpener on it already. He put that on there. Did he really? Yeah. Damn it. I had one of those in my basement growing up. He screwed it in. And it's it's like, if you guys... Okay. One for, of the ones from for school. For all the kids who live in today's world where you have electronic pencil sharpeners and you never had to sharpen your own pencil by hand. So <laughs> it's like one of those crank ones that you like put the pencil in and have to like crank your hand around to sharpen it. Yeah. And it's... I have like, This is so, such an off-topic story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. So one of those was in the house that I grew up in, in the basement. It was, like, red, and it was just already drilled into one of the pieces of wood right when you walked into, like, the unfinished side of our basement. Oh, okay. And when my parents parents moved around a couple of times, came back and bought another house back in Massachusetts. And when they were looking at houses, I went to look at the house that they bought now with them. With, and we walked into the basement, and there was a red pencil sharpener. The exact same one. Really? In the same place, right at the bottom of the stairs, like, already drilled into the wood. And I went... Mom, it's a sign you have to buy this house. And guess what, guys? They bought the house. (laughs) (laughs) And the pencil sharpener, I think I think it's still there. I don't think they do. It was just so funny. I walked downstairs and I was like, oh my God. You have to buy this. (laughs) I swept up pencil shavings a lot. (laughs) I love those types of ones. I don't know why. It's just satisfying because you get all like the little pieces if you do them. And it's not like when you put in an electronic one and it's like really loud it does it too fast and you end up breaking the pencil tyler loves ticonderoga pencils is that what that pencil that box is right there i can't see it yes i think it is the black ones yeah the black he loves ticonderoga pencils and um so he'll buy them in bulk and he uses that 
pencil sharpener. That very specific one. So I like. Anyway, guys. <laughs> I like elect- I like um, mechanical pencils because I like that they write very finely. I like that too. I like being able to erase, but when a pencil gets dull, it drives me bonkers. Yeah, I hate that. This has been a segment of pencils. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of listeners going, Jesus Christmas, just get to the fucking murder. <laughs> Sorry, guys. My this podcast. <laughs> I'll do what I want. <laughs> Whatever. I'll do what I want. <laughs> I'll do what I want. That's uh, actually a Cartman thing. And I really hate that I know that. Because I, know. I hate South Park. That's like the one thing I know from South Park. Whatever. I'll do what I want. That, and I know, I know Kenny. He's the one with the, the, the hoodie he's over he's his like, mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, oh my God! They killed Kenny. They killed Kenny again. The eight million <laughs> times because the show's not original. What? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like South Park. I don't like it either. I think it's funny sometimes, but for the most part, I'm just like. Mm. It has its jokes, but then it th- it has like these moments where it just gets me too far. It's it goes like, too far. I'm like, that's just gross. It reminds me of Michael that. Scott when he's like, too far. <laughs> Thanks even, a lot, Jim. Even, uh, but I, I mean, I even have my, I have my moments where, like, even The Office gets me, and I'm like, that's really awkward. And I wish I couldn't watch this. Scott's tots. Yep, that gets me every that time. Whole episode. That and when he gives the speech at the dinner. Um, oh, where the Dwa- where Dwight dinner. ends up when? Oh, that too. Yep, <laughs> for Jim and Pam's wedding. I hate that so much. When he goes to their, he goes to her grandmother and like tries to smooth it over. Oh my god! Yep. That I thought you were talking about the one where he goes and he thinks that Dwight's gonna do a bad job with the speech, and he ends up doing the bad job with the speech, and then Dwight goes on and like says all the Mussolini lines, oh, and everybody yeah. loves it. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, we love the office. Oh guys. my god, guys. So Nicole, I don't know anything. Yeah. So I'm ready. I- unintentionally kept this one secret all week <laughs> i didn't know anything but i like spoilers so i kind of tell things before they happen and i also very much finished my notes this morning that's fine i was gonna finish them friday. i did that last week <laughs> like i i did the thing where i was gonna finish them friday and i had the time and then i decided i was gonna get a migraine <laughs> and i left work early went home and slept for like three and a half hours woke up ate dinner and then went back to bed so, and then we went hiking yesterday and did all <gasps> of our spooky adventure stuff. And more to come about that. More to come. We're not going to tell you all about that today. <laughs> surprises, surprises. Anyway, but um, <laughs> we did all that yesterday and I literally got home last night and went to get in bed. And as I was sitting onto the bed, I went, <gasps> I didn't finish my notes. Ryan was like, do you have to do it right now? And I was like. Hell no. <laughs> I am not finishing that right now. Nope. nope. <laughs> I was like, it's like 1030 and we went hiking all day and I was freaking tired. No, I was so tired. I was out. Normally I have like those little rain sounds and stuff yeah. when I go to sleep. And I it was so tired. Tyler was like, no sounds tonight. <laughs> and I was like, no, no. And he tired. was like, well, you could put them on your phone. And I was like, you know, I don't like doing that. I'd rather do it on my iPad. And he was like, where's your iPad? downstairs go get it no <laughs> he like was like go get your no. <laughs> go go get your go get it it's fine and i was like no i'm comfy now i'm not getting i'm not getting out of bed <laughs> it was fine 
that's what I when <laughs> when somebody says something stupid to me like that, like I'll I'll roll over and I'll look at the dog and I'll be like, Abelia, fetch. Ryan's like, ha ha. <laughs> like, Abelia. That's how much I don't want to go get that thing. <laughs> I'm not gonna go get it. No. Anyway. So anyway, guys, this week I am going to tell you about Clifford Olson Jr. Okay. I don't know anything. Macy's <laughs> like, I don't know who that is. I don't know. Oh <laughs> uh, wait. I don't know. Can you show, show me? me? I, I want to know, know about these strangers, strangers like me. Well, yeah. We sang that very loudly and proudly outside yesterday while we were on our hike. Um, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> okay. So, um, Clifford Olson Jr. was a New Year's Day baby. He was born cool. January 1st of 1940 cool. to Clifford Sr. and Leona Olson. Okay. He was born in British Columbia, and um, he kind of grew up in a kind of a simple household. His uh, He had two younger brothers, Richard and Dennis, and a younger sister, Sharon. Okay. Um, and unlike Olson Jr., they all lived relatively normal lives. They just grew up and did their normal people thing. And Olson Jr. was like, I'm going to change that. I'm weird. He was like, I'm weird. Okay. <laughs> so uh, literally outside of himself and what he does his family is relatively sane um (laughs) his mom was a housekeeper his dad was actually a milkman turned laborer eventually okay um fun fact he his father was one of the last milk delivery men to use a horse-drawn cart cool right (laughs) i was like whoa horses are cool um so after yeah after that um he turned and like did like labor did like construction and stuff like that um in his early childhood, his family moved to the suburb of Richmond, which is just outside of Vancouver. Okay. Um, he was a very small kid. He kind of got bullied a lot for it. Oh. Um, so he, and not so much skinny, but just short. He was a short kid. Oh, okay. Um, I think, yes, if I remember correctly, he is my height, which is 5'7". Okay. As an adult. Um, which is an average height. But as a child, he was much, I guess, much shorter. Okay. So, um, didn't have a growth spurt for a while. I get it. I get it. His dad at one point was quoted saying, "He was always getting into fights and getting beaten up." One day he said, "Dad, I'm going to learn to be a boxer." And as soon as he did, he began making the rounds of the boys who had beaten him up and started evening the score. Maybe that's his trouble—the chip on his shoulder. Hmm. So. Okay. He. Learned to fight and just started beating kids up for beating him up. Okay. <laughs> eye for an eye. So by 10 years old, he was already skipping classes in school. And by the eighth grade, he dropped out completely. Okay. So um, according to sources, his mom wasn't very kind. She liked to brag about the things that her children did. And Olsen Jr. never really did a lot of good things. So she would go around and boast about her children. But not him. But not him. Oh. So um, he was arrested for the very first time on July 19th, 1957, at the age of 17. Okay. So from that moment forward, he basically lived his life in and out of jail. From beating people up after that. After, after yeah. Yeah, he... um. 
and dropping after, out of school. After the first time he got arrested at age 17. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, yes. <laughs> we went sorry. on a tangent when we stopped. <laughs> I say sorry. We took like a 10-minute s- pause in between there. <laughs> um, so the next 24 years, he racked up over 100 convictions. For what? And this is before Anything he got happens. like into the really bad stuff oh god so you name i literally wrote in my notes you name it he was convicted for it oh 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 <laughs> and i wrote down just some of them just some okay okay fraud forgery theft parole violation impaired driving armed robbery burglary obstructing justice possession of stolen property gross indecency oh and rape what that one was just like thrown in there, and I couldn't find anything else out uh, like about it before like the the main crimes. Oh my god! I was like, what? Oh, okay. That's uncomfortable. Um, okay. So during during his ins and outs of jail. Okay. <laughs> this made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I'm ready for it. He escaped jail, not once, not twice, not thrice. Not four, not five, not six times, but seven motherfucking times this man escaped jail. Okay, Ted Bundy. Successfully. Okay, Ted Bundy. These are not attempts. These guys, he successfully escaped jail seven fucking times. I have asked for a (laughs) towel thrice now. (laughs) That's all I can think of when you said thrice. Thrice now I've asked for a towel. Fun fact, if nothing comes after thrice in counting, I literally Googled it. Did you really? I was like, wait, does it like, is there anything for four? Does it keep going? And it's like, no. Once, twice, thrice, four. Four, five, six. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh. (laughs) All right. So seven times he escapes from jail. So That's crazy. I'm not going to tell you about every single one of them, but I'm going to tell you about this one because it is just like, oh my God. So at the age of 25, one of his escapes had him across, he crossed the U.S. border. Okay. So, I don't know. I mean, if you guys are not as good at geography as me, Vancouver is very close to the U.S. border. Yeah. So, he was held very close. Yeah. Like, very close. Um, so, he escaped the British Columbia Penitentiary, where he was serving three and a half years for what they said was, quote, break and enter theft. Okay. That's so just whatever their laws. Bur- basically, burglary. burglary. <laughs> so, so, burglary. So... Olsen Jr. had pretended to be sick. And so they took him to a local hospital. And they did not say, I could not find a source that said how or when. It's just at some point, whether it was during the transport or when he got to the hospital, he escaped. And he escaped with a weapon. Like in like the ambulance, like Hannibal Lecter style or something? They literally, like it did not say. It just said like, okay, it, it just said after this. He said he escaped three armed guards who were escorting him. So I don't know if he was already in the hospital. I don't know if it was when they were, like, transferring him into the hospital. Yeah, okay. It didn't, That's weird. It didn't really break that down. So at some point between the ambulance and the hospital, he escaped. And okay. he got one of their guns. Uh-huh. Well, so, that's good. <laughs> not. So he was considered armed and dangerous. And he escaped into the woods. And po- the police were quick behind him. But they, they lost him. Um, and that night he actually ended up sleeping under the Queensboro Bridge in New Westminster and he kind of hid out there. And then the next day he continued his travels towards the United States. Oh um, God. 
He evaded police successfully for almost a week. <laughs> I literally wrote before stupidly attracting attention to himself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so during his trek through the woods, he came across a couple of teenagers. And instead of just like going on his merry way, he proceeded to like threaten them with the gun and like act all tough. Like, oh, get away from me. Blah, blah, blah. And so, like, they ran off and reported him. Oh, my God. They were like, some crazy man in the woods just freaking threatened us. And so, (laughs) um, the Border Patrol uh, called in for backup. And they searched the area for over three hours. Okay. And then they brought in Tiger. Tiger was a search dog. Oh. A very good boy. (laughs) So... (laughs) They brought in Tiger, and uh, he brought them straight to him. Oh, my God. The man was hiding in a pile of leaves that police had been walking past for hours. Are you serious? He literally was just like, like hiding in a pile of motherfucking leaves under a tree. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, dear God. <laughs> so, okay. so they, they caught him. Um, and funny enough, this was not the first time he was caught by a dog. Oh. Yeah. They, he was once before also caught by a dog. Did they have his, like, jail. scent or something? Or Yeah, they must have They must have had something from him. I mean, him. I'm sure they had something from his cell. Yeah. That smelled like him. Okay. So, <laughs> so they caught hilarious. him, and they brought him back. Um, and then a few other times, he was released under mandatory supervision, and just immediately was put back in prison because he just did something stupid. Oh happened god. a lot. Oh my god. So this is kind of terrible. During his years in prison, he became known as a homosexual rapist. Um oh. he was known to have repeatedly raped a 17-year-old inmate. Um oh man. And then at one point, he actually even helped an inmate, Gary Marcou. Um I believe I'm saying that correctly. M A M A R C O U X. Marcou. 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 Marque! <laughs> Gary Marque! <laughs> um, he helped him write a confession letter to the rape and mutilation and murder of the nine-year-old girl that he had committed. Um, that Gary had committed. Oh, okay. So, he helped him, like, coached him through writing this letter, then took the letter and brought it to the authorities. And he ended up serving as a witness on the trial that sentenced this guy. What? Because this is not why he was in prison. This was something else he had done. So he, like, coached this guy into writing this confession letter, took said letter, brought it to the authorities, and was like, look what Gary did. And they literally put him on the, like, on the witness stand. Okay, first of all, that's stupid. <laughs> Don't ever do that. Um, uh, and he was, he was convicted of this. But did, So Gary committed that crime? Yes. Okay, so... Yes. Okay, but, okay. But he, at that point had not been convicted of it. That was, he was in jail for something else. So he like coached him through writing this letter, stole it, gave it to police. It was like, oh, he did something else that you didn't know about. Yep. And he was known for helping the police. Um, In 1976, he was stabbed seven times by fellow inmates after he snitched on fellow inmates who were smuggling drugs into the prison. (laughs) I'm not going to say he deserved it, but he kind of deserved it. <laughs> Haven't 
you ever heard of snitches get stitches? <laughs> this guy was not very smart. Like, I mean, I mean, I've never been to jail and I know that. <laughs> right? Snitches get stitches. Right. And the thing okay. is, it, like, nothing I read these times that he helped police said that it, like, got him any time off his sentence. He, he got nothing out of this. He just, like, did it. Did he just, like, be an ass? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. I literally don't know. So Okay, like, what do you get out of that? So, it is now 1980. Okay. He is 40 years old, and he is finally out of prison. He is done fucking up. They release him, and at this point, they have nothing else to put him back in on. So, the man is free for the moment. Oh, my God. So, right after his release, he meets Joan Hale. Uh, she was a recent divorcee who had just come out of a highly abusive relationship. Um, the two moved into an apartment together in the new Surrey Village apartment complex. Um, and their relationship wasn't the greatest, and I feel really bad for her. Um, she kind of... What is what is they say? What what is that saying? Out of the out of the boiler into the frying pan or something like that. Okay. My mom would know what I'm trying to say. God damn it. <laughs> I think I know what you're saying. Yeah, she basically just got out of one shitty situation. And put herself and in another. Put herself right into knowing. another one, not oh, unknowingly, like, and yeah. So <clears throat> during his budding relationship with Joan. Um, he began his true reign of terror. So, on November 17th of 1980, Olsen Jr. abducted a young girl from outside her home. She was 12-year-old Christine Ann Wheeler. Um, her home was actually only several blocks from where Olsen Jr. himself lived. Oh. Mm. And this, I hate this, but they had reason for it. Um, her disappearance was initially not treated as suspicious. Her parents actually didn't report her missing for a week because she had run away before. And every time she'd run away, she always came home. Mm. And this time she did not come home. So it was over a month until they found Christine's body. They found her mutilated body on Christmas Day, 1980. I don't think I would ever celebrate Christmas again. I like I don't think I could enjoy that day ever again. If that was that would have happened. I that's it's awful. She had been strangled and stabbed nineteen times in the chest and the stomach. Oh my god, that's like a terrible death. Why would you do that? Unfortunately there wasn't a lot of evidence to go on, so the case kinda quickly went cold. Um and just a few months later, Olsen Jr. and Joan Hale welcomed their son, Clifford Olsen III, into the world. So now this bastard has a son. Um, so just a few days after their son's birth, on April 16th, 1981, Olsen Jr. abducts 13-year-old Colleen uh, Daynault. I believe that's how you say her last name. I apologize if I'm not saying that correctly. Um, by luring her into his car with the promise of a high-paying job. Um, he, uh, her murder would quickly be followed by this. There's, there's like a series of weird things. Okay. Um, so her murder was quickly followed by the abduction and murder of 15-year-old Darren Todd Johns Rood. Um, this breaks my motherfucking heart. Um, 
he had only been in Vancouver for a couple days and he was abducted from the local mall. Darren's body was found two weeks after his abduction and his head had been smashed in with a hammer and his body was tossed into a ditch. What? Um, uh, we, we learned that um, police actually during this time arrested Olsen multiple times. On, on, susp- other, on suspicion on for this? other things. So they had him. They had him here and there, but not for what he's actually doing. So at one point, he was arrested not long after Darren's disappearance for shoplifting and was released because they didn't file charges. (sighs) That makes me angry. Um, And a detail to pay attention to, whose body is found and whose is not. Because this comes back. So, so far, the first and third have come. And the second, they don't know. And I will, I'll go back over it. Okay. But you'll slowly see that not everybody has been found. Oh, God. Um, So, within the next few weeks, Olsen Jr. and Joan Hale married. On May 15th of 1981, the two wed. And, like I said before, she escaped one abuser and fell right back in with another one. Um, even before their marriage, she knew he had been to prison and he had begun beating her repeatedly on occasion. Um, so, and again, in the middle of all this, Olsen was picked up for assault on a young woman. And now this drove me absolutely bonkers. And I checked 18 million sources. Every source I saw said something different about this, but it mentioned that at some point he was picked up for an assault on a young woman. Okay. When it happened, and where it happened, and her age, all varied. That's so annoying. That's so annoying. So it happened. It happened sometime, as far as I could tell, after the pair were married. During all of these main crimes, um, but they said it. Everything, everything said like some said May, some said the girl was five years old, some said August, and the girl was sixteen. Like. I could not find a set source. That's so But at some point, he was picked up for assault on a young girl. No charges were filed. Okay. And I call this portion the spiral. Oh, man. I name my notes terribly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So just three days after their wedding, Olsen Jr. strikes again. Yep. And then goes on to strike again and again and again. And they didn't connect any of this shit? Not at first. And then you'll find out when they did put him under surveillance, he continued to get away with things. What? Okay. Yep. (laughs) I just made Macy mad. (laughs) So, on May 19th. Sorry, Mom. Happy not birthday. This is kind of sad. A Um, very, very unbirthday to you. Poor poor 16-year-old Sandra Wolfsteiner disappeared while attempting to hitchhike through Langley outside of Vancouver on her way home from her boyfriend's house. <sighs> One month later, on June 21st, 13-year-old Ada Court vanishes while on her way home from a friend's. On July 2nd, um, Simon Partington is taken in broad daylight while riding his bicycle home from a, a friend's house. Um... I'm sorry, did I say he was nine? No. I skipped that part. Thank Yes, he was only nine years old. Uh. Um, 
So at this point, many of these disappearances were not being treated as suspicious. Were they a lot of kids that have run away before? I don't know. That's the thing. The first one said yes. The first one, like, confirmed that outright. Right. The other one just said the police were like, nah. I hate that. It pisses me off so much. <laughs> that was like J- Johnny or Otling- uh, Atlinger. Mm-hmm. Like, they're saying something's wrong. You need to file a report. Hello. Yep. So, um, Simon actually ended up being one of the first ones that they admitted thinking that there may be foul play involved. Just at least say they're suspicious. Right? Just at least say they're suspicious. These are young kids. Uh, and they're all around the same kind of age. Yup. Disappearing from the same area. Around the same time. I'm sorry. There's no connection. My ass. I mean, maybe you could <laughs> say, like, the girls are connected and the boys are connected. So maybe there's two perpetrators. Like, I could see them being like, maybe the boys are connected. and the, Like, not thinking that this is all the same person yeah or anything like that but at least being like there's something going on because all these kids around this age in this same general vicinity are going fucking missing yep like what the fuck yep so that makes me angry um on july 9th 14 year old judy cosma goes missing her body is found july 25th Oh, but all those other kids, they didn't find their bodies? Only this one so far? <gasps> Correct. Ugh, okay. She had been raped and strangled to death. Um, we later find out that, um, sorry, Olsen Jr. had lured her with the promises of liquor and drugs. Ugh. He had also stolen her personal address book that she kept on her. And was calling her friends, saying, you're next. Hmm. Yep. What? So. And they probably couldn't trace this to him in any way. You know. The day after he abducted, raped, and murdered Judy, his family went on vacation. Just him, his wife, and his son, they all went on a happy little family getaway. I hate this man. What a fucker. Um, this did not stop him, though. He was gone for about two weeks, and the moment he got back, he picked right back up where he left off. I'm surprised he didn't do anything on vacation. Well, what you find out is that while he was on vacation, his name, for the very first time, is mentioned to police. Oh. So now, okay, he's a potential suspect. And at this point, he's being surveilled. Remember that. Okay. He is now being watched by police. <laughs> I'm not going with this. <laughs> On July 23rd, he lures and abducts Raymond King Jr. He was a 15-year-old boy looking for work, and Olsen lured him on the promise of a job. Aww. And this breaks my motherfucking heart. In a later interview, Raymond's father said, my son wanted to help out because I've been out of work for six months having two cancer surgeries. Oh. And he goes on to talk to the reporters about the fact that his job had only given him six months off. That it was unpaid and the family was struggling financially. So not only did he have to return to work, 
but Raymond had offered to get a job in order to help the family. Oh my god. Um, that kills me. Two days later, on July 25th, um, this is the same day that Judy they, Co- they found Judy Cosma's body. He took Sigrund, Sigrund Arndt. Sorry, I apologize. She has a German name. If I'm saying that wrong, please correct me. Um, she was a 14-year-old student on a trip from her school in Germany. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. She w- does not live in Buku. She was from Germany. She was there on a trip with school. That's fucked. So like I said, the same that same day they found, Ju- they found Judy Cosma's body. She was found in a local lake called Lake Weaver. She had been brutally raped and beaten before being put into the water. Um, Just two days later, 15-year-old Terry Lynn Carson disappeared from the same housing complex where Christine Ann Wheeler had lived. Or Weller. I'm sorry if I've been saying Wheeler. Weller is her last name. I don't remember. Um, Weller, not Wheeler. And it would be another three days before he'd strike again, kidnapping 17-year-old Louise Chartland while she was hitchhiking. How are police not seeing this? He's under surveillance. What, did they not follow him? This is, I don't know what the fuck kind of surveillance this was, but it was not surveillance. Were they just watching the house? I don't know, but if he's a fucking suspect in your murder case where children are going missing from, like, the sides of roads in their own houses, you probably should be watching more than just his own house. You should be following. When you, you see him get in his car, you should be following him around. Ugh. Okay. Er- sure. And in early August, authorities did manage to find the skull of Ada Court. Um, so, like I said... No, I did not say that. Sorry. <laughs> I say that all the like time. Like I said, I I'm have like, not like said I it said, and then I'll later be like, well, I can't edit that out because <laughs> I talk too quickly. <laughs> and I'll be like, like, uh. <laughs> um, so as of now, there are 11 victims. But only like three or four of them have actually had their bodies found. Of these victims, they have discovered remains of only four of them. Man. On August 12th, 1981. Olsen Jr. once again tries to abduct two hitchhikers. This time, police are watching him, and he is quickly arrested. Yeah, too bad all the times you weren't fucking watching. No shit, right? Yeah, there were like, um, what, five thanks or six more kids? Thanks for doing your motherfucking jobs. Yeah, thanks for that. There were six other kids abducted while you were quote-unquote watching. Mm-hmm. Mm. So... They, after weeks of tailing him, finally caught him during this attempted abduction. He was immediately charged with said attempt, and he was charged with the murder of Judy Cosmo. Hmm. So, during their investigation, authorities had a really hard time with physical evidence. Okay. Um, because, as I said, they have found four of these 11 kids. Right. Um, and it, one of their victims, Ada Court, they've only found her skull. So... It wasn't until a witness came forward and said, I saw Judy Cosma, and I saw her with Olsen Jr. the night that she disappeared, that they had anything to connect them up. Man. 
So, during the interrogation, Olsen Jr. confesses to killing Judy. And he confesses to ten other murders. All of them. They get him on all of them. Because he just was like, okay, if you have this, you're going to find out about the other shit. So, the problem with this is, like I said, they have no physical evidence. They don't have bodies. At this moment, on seven of those 11 murders, all they have is his confession. They know these children are missing, and they have nothing. And they're like, shit, reasonable doubt. Now, there's a thing called reasonable doubt. We'll get ready to be even more mad. Oh, no! This, what happens in this case, actually leads to several laws being put into place. Okay, well, good. Olsen Jr. told police, okay, I'll lead you to their bodies. I want $100,000 for my wife and son. They accepted this deal. Okay. People were outraged. I would have been pissed. They kept calling it blood money. They were livid. This man literally just basically bribed the police and said, I know where their bodies are, but I'm not giving it to you unless you give me $100,000. And they were like, all right. Sure. <laughs> the fa- especially the families of the victims were fuming. Oh, I'm sure. So They're like, what the fuck? It, it's, it's awful. So, so, like I said, since then, a law has been put into place, making it impossible for criminals to profit in any way, shape, or form off of the crimes they have committed. So they cannot say i'll give you information in exchange i'm for money. surprised about i mean this was in you think he'd want like, you think you'd want to like or you think he'd want to save his own hide that he'd be like i want i mean i don't know about can- canadian law like you know i want the death penalty off the table or like i want you know yeah. something like you'd think you'd he'd do that not be like i want a hundred thousand dollars yeah he wanted i've money. never heard of somebody doing that before and actually profiting from it um well he got it that well, pisses his, me off. his wife got it. It went well, to his wife. Yeah. And I'll talk more about that in a little bit. So, Olsen Jr. did follow through on this deal. And they did find the remains. Well, that's good. So, this is a breakdown of all 11 victims. 12-year-old Christine Ann Wheeler. Weller. Sorry. I'm so sorry. My brain automatically processes that as Wheeler. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. Really I've done terrible. That um, her body was initially found. Like I said, she had been stabbed and strangled. Thirteen-year-old Colleen Denault. She was one of the bodies found with the steel. She had been raped, and beaten to death. Sixteen-year-old. I'm sorry. Fifteen-year-old Darren Todd Johnsrud. He was one of the bodies that had been found. He had been beaten to death with a hammer. Sixteen-year-old Sandra Wolfsteiner. She was one of the bodies found with this deal. She had also been beaten to death with a hammer. 13-year-old Ada Court. They found her. She had also been beaten to death with a hammer. And they had a, did they find, you said they found, they found her, her skull? They found her skull. They had found her skull. Okay. Um, nine-year-old Simon Partington. They found him after the deal. He was strangled to death. 14-year-old Judy Cosma, whose body was initially found, had been raped and strangled to death. 15-year-old Raymond King Jr., whose body was found after the deal was made, had been beaten to death and dumped over the side of a cliff. 
18 year old Sigrun Arndt body was found because of the deal had been raped and beat to death with a hammer 15 year old Terry Lynn Carson also found because of the deal had been raped and strangled and 17 year old Louise Charland found because of the deal had been beaten to death with a hammer and buried in a shallow grave fucking hate this guy yep. anybody who does anything to kids like fuck you i that i read a small blurb about this man before i chose the case and i did not realize that it was to this extent i didn't like that blurb did not go into this much detail and as i dug further into this case i just was like i, I was speechless i couldn't i was like this is horrible um anybody does shit to kids man Fuck them. They um, they even recovered some mementos that Olson Jr. had saved from each of his victims. It did not say what and it did not say where. They got Fucker them. kept trophies. Like but yes, <clears throat> he did keep trophies. Yeah. So Olson's trial did not begin until January of 1982. And it was a quick one. He because pled, he did it. He pled guilty. Well, good. He pled guilty to all 11 counts of first-degree murder. Nice. So, according to witnesses, he cried throughout each name being read. So, they read each name and said... How they died or something? Um, said, like, um, sorry, like, one count of first-degree murder. Oh. One count of first-degree murder. One count. They said it. They did it 11 times for all the victims. And he cried through the whole fucking thing. You deserve it. Yep. So he ends up being sentenced to one life sentence per murder. He has 11 life sentences. Yay! He deserves it. Um, <laughs> the victims' families, like I mentioned, were really angry over the blood money. They fought really hard with the court to have it taken away from his wife and child. Um, and they wanted to have it split amongst the victims' families. Uh-huh. The court did not do this. So I have nothing to say. I'm so upset. They, like I said, they basically humored them, but did not do anything. They spoke with Joan, and she said, quote, I cried. I cried a lot at first. I don't know how to explain it. I really don't think too much about them now. I'm glad the children are buried. Oh, I hate him. I hate him for the night he held the knife to my throat. He terrorized me. He scared me. Beat me. There was no one I could turn to. It's awful. Everything about this is awful. She said she knew absolutely nothing of his crimes. She just basically knew of the horrific beatings that he gave to her. And I mean, she probably was like, I'm not surprised. With what he could, what he did to me, I'm not surprised. Um, when she received the money, she said, I think that money was given to me in good faith. I don't have a guilty conscience. I can look at myself in the mirror and say, you're a good person. Don't be ashamed. Okay. I still think some of that money should have gone to the victims. Oh, totally. Even if they did not take all of it away from her. She did not need a hundred grand. The victims' families who lost their children. They're never going to get their kids back. And no amount of money can ever fix that. But 
when times are tough, that can cover their funeral costs. That can cover the time that those parents had to miss work. That is money that they could have used. Because once, like, he goes to jail, all that joint money that's in there in, like, account goes to her. He has no access to it. He has no access to it. None. So, like, you know, he didn't need to send her $100,000. Like, she would just have had access to their bank account. Yeah. Yep. So, um, and when speaking of her son, she actually said that um, he was three and a half at the time of the trial. She said that the her son recognized him on the TV. Um, oh, man. And she said she simply told him that he was a bad man and they would not be seeing him again. She told a news outlet that... Um, Did they take the junior off his name? I hope. When he got older, she was going to tell him about what happened. Because, obviously, kids were probably going to bully him in school. Right. Um, because people are mean... Parents tell their kids shit. And he's got the same name. He's Clifford Clifford Olson III. I would have like immediately changed his name. Oh, I would have too. Immediately changed his name. Um, (laughs) I would have changed my name. I would have changed my name. I would have moved across the country. (laughs) Bye. And she certainly had the money to do it. I would have. That's ridiculous to me. So... Once they stuck him in prison, he tried to claim he killed more people and again tried to get more money from the cops. And they were like, no, we're not giving you anything else. And he was like, I'm not giving you any more information. They don't really think he had anything else. They were like, okay. Um, <laughs> sure, fine. I There was one source I came across that talked about other disappearances during that time, but it was only one source. It wasn't even things that were, like, brought up in other sources. Like, oh, he was, like, a supp- like a possible suspect in this case. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, another disappearance during that time that was never had any correlation with Never him. connected. And okay. th- it was, like, like I said, one source out of, like, the seven I used. And I was, like... I, I mean, you can tell now that, now that you've read, like, how all of them died. It was, like, beaten, beaten with a hammer, strangled possibly raped the girls were raped the girls were raped most of them yeah um so like if that if there had been similar circumstances i'm sorry (laughs) that wine um like they could have been like yeah it's possible he'd been a part of this but if they're sim if the circumstances are kind of like wishy-washy at best like there's no way to be able to connect him but if they had seen strangulation beating with a hammer beating with his fist then they might have been like oh okay exactly so i left i chose to leave that part out if you guys want to read it i believe i did come across it on murderpedia it was one of the articles that was on murderpedia okay um i didn't i generally trust them say but who knows i I mean i know murderpedia tends to be a collection of articles from other sources yeah um and this was just one out of like they had a lot of articles on him um it was probably like which is crazy because like Mark Twitchell they only had like three and I found like a million yeah and I was like why do you only have three articles about this dude um but so I just I chose to go past that one okay um but it's possible it is possible so while in prison a forensic psychiatrist named Stanley Semrau Semrau okay yeah Semrau um (laughs) he (laughs) did um an extensive interview with Olson 
Okay. And I don't know, have you ever heard of the hair psychopathy test? No. I don't know what that is. I had to look it up too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it is a test that is used to rate the level of a person's psychopathic tendencies. Oh, okay. Um, The test consists of 20 items in a list. And each item is rated 0, 1, or 2 based on how well the person relates to each statement. Okay. So the highest score can be 40 and the lowest is 0. Um, any score above 30 is an immediate diagnosis of psychopathy. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> so so what did he have? <laughs> well, and just to give like an example, some of the items on the checklist were like pathological lying, need for simulation, lack of remorse or guilt um irresponsibility juvenile delinquency etc etc okay um and this i found out this test is actually still widely used today i've literally never heard of this I'm i do not ne- know I've why never i've heard never of heard of this yeah, i don't know what that but is. it said it's still used today and i was like cool okay. um i did link that in the show notes if you guys want to read more about it you can like really deep dive into what that is cool. um so <laughs> olsen jr scored 38 out of 40 <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he literally scored all the perfect on the psychopathy test. Oh my god. Which okay. is not good. Um, nope. <laughs> that's so, probably going to be submitted at every parole hearing you ever have ever <laughs> oh. as a reason why you should not be let out ever. Girl. We're getting to the, <laughs> We're getting to my favorite parts of this. Oh, okay. Ooh. There's like I tell you I hit this part this part I was looking at this morning and I had started reading it before. on like friday but i never made it all the way through it and i started reading some parts that i literally bust out laughing <laughs> okay oh god I'm excited. I'm excited. so he had a tendency to write letters to the local papers <laughs> and they would publish them <laughs> so <laughs> okay. um and they did it for a little while until eventually his rantings became kind of the same and they were like okay nobody wants to read this shit anymore okay um but uh some of the things he mailed in were published in both the vancouver sun and the province newspapers and one, which really pisses me off, was an apology. You're not fucking sorry. And I am going to read this. Uh, okay. This is part of it. This is not the whole thing. But this is part of it. There are no words in the English language, nor any other language, that can express to the parents of my victims my deep emotional and sorrowful feelings of remorse I have for taking what are more precious to them, their children. I know it is hard to do, but I ask for forgiveness. I am terribly sorry for what I have done. What is not known is that the day before I was charged with the death of Judy Cosma, I had a two-hour visit with my beloved Joan and my infant son, Stephen. I could... Stephen. His name is Clifford. Maybe they call him Stephen? Maybe that was... Because if you call him Clifford and Clifford, that might be confusing. I copied and pasted this. I didn't even realize. Okay, so he called him Steven. <laughs> Maybe. Well, god damn it. I, like, I read it, too. I, like, copied and pasted, but I Sometimes read it. Sometimes you don't even see that stuff until you're reading it, and you're like, so, oh, wait, what? I apologize, guys. I really don't. I, I think I, I might have mixed up his name, but I don't think I did. You copied and pasted it. I doubt I it. It's possible they called him Steven, especially if they had the it, same name. It could have been his middle name. Yeah, it could have been his middle name. Could have been his middle name because his name was Clifford. So, okay. So I apologize, guys. So, like, I um, so I had a two-hour visit with my beloved wife, Joan, and my, my infant son. 
I could not stop crying during those two hours. I told my wife that I was responsible for the deaths of the children and that I could not live with myself nor any peace of mind until I confessed to what I have done and give back the bodies to their families for a proper Christian burial. I wish you could see my face right now. He my rambled on like this. Similar. Yeah, he rambled on like this for a couple paragraphs talking about how his wife said if he were to turn himself in, he would most likely be killed in jail. And what was she going to tell their son when the kids bullied him in school? And she said, oh, no matter what you do, I'll always love you. And we'll be together again in heaven someday. She did not say that. Dude, she literally said she cried when she found out. I read you the quote, she said. Yeah. She literally cried when she found out and said she hates him. She's not going to be with you in heaven. <laughs> she doesn't like you no more. So, liar. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Or delusional. That, that's true. Or delusional <laughs> shit. Did get a 38 out of 40 on the psychopathy test. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I'm already going to start laughing. So, this is something that they published. Oh, no. And I cannot believe they published it. Oh, no. Okay. It was a personal, a personal profile of Olsen Jr. Written by Olsen Jr. A personal profile? Oh, yes. Like it. Oh, just wait. Oh. Just wait. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> I'm so confused. It said, it, b- before the profile, it said, and I quote, a profile of a serial killer can only be written by the serial killer himself. He must be tr- truthful with them. Sorry, he must be truthful with himself first, and then with the facts he writes about. In my own case, I will only try to make a short profile—a profile of myself. I have not gone into the reasons why I pleaded guilty to the murder of eleven children in Bl- British Columbia in 1980 and 1981, and I don't feel I have to. I will save that for more trained individuals in those particular fields. The purpose of this profile is to be no more than a short introduction of myself. And I literally had to like copy and paste this below my notes because there's so much to it. I'm not going to read you everything. But I'm ready. Who baby? Uh, who baby? And it's literally, okay. Do you remember in like middle school when those things were really popular on Facebook and it was like your personal profile and it was like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite movie? Oh yeah. And it was just like a bulleted list basically. Yep. <laughs> okay. That's what this is. Oh no. Name, Clifford Robert Olsen Jr. Height, 5'7". Astrological sign, Capricorn. Fuck me, right? (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I'm Capricorn. (laughs) I'm a Scorpio. (laughs) Weight, 159 pounds. Religion, Roman Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) How is this a profile? How is this a profile? Oh, just wait. Oh, Oh, you just wait. So, okay, birth date, January 1st, 1940. Birthplace, St. Paul's Hospital in Vancouver. At 10, 10 p.m. And this is where I just started laughing. Turn-ons. Being with someone I love. Jesus Christ. Music. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy women. <laughs> <laughs> Please, guys, remember, this is published in a motherfucking newspaper. <laughs> Champagne. Sports. Reading. Philosophizing. <laughs> writing. Poetry. Drawing, studying, learning law, being able to preach the message of God, (laughs) having faith, hope, and love, talking politics, 
Those are his turn-offs. <laughs> no, 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 hold on. There's turn-offs. Oh, no. Okay. Being hurt by people you love. <laughs> Lies and deceitfulness. <laughs> Swearing. Obnoxious people. Drugs. Procrastination. People who are proud, selfish, and rude. Injustice. Grudges. <laughs> like you every time <laughs> literally <laughs> lies and deceitfulness your entire life my good <laughs> sir <laughs> oh man okay oh my god <laughs> now that we've contained our laughter oh well, we had to stop <laughs> we laughed for five minutes um Here's a little bit more, and I'm not going to read you everything, because if I read you everything that's here, we'd be here for the next, like, three hours. Oh. Like, <laughs> okay. So it's, like, it's so many random things. Favorite color, red. Favorite flower, rose. Favorite sports, boxing. Track and field. Skiing. Softball. Hockey. Swimming. Skating. Horse racing. Tennis and soccer. So everything. Literally just should have written every sport. Yeah. <laughs> I like all sports. Favorite games. Chess and bridge. <laughs> Hobbies. Writing. When are you playing chess and bridge in jail? <laughs> right? <laughs> Hobbies are writing, poetry, model airplanes, watching movies, going to the beach. In jail. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> then he goes on to list, like, favorite movies. He's got, like, jar, jars. <laughs> I combine those two things. Jaws jar. and Star Wars. Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah, it says, like, The Exorcist. Close, close Encounters of the Third Kind. Star Trek. He's got, I like, just thought of Jar Jar. Jar Jar, Jar Jar, Jar Jar, Jar Jar, Jar Binks. That's the first thing that popped into my head. That's disgusting. Jaws, but with Jar Jar Binks. Your favorite TV programs, The Cosby Show, 60 Minutes. My favorite is he wrote under favorite TV program. He put Super Bowl. What, once a year you watch the Super Bowl? Every single one of them. You don't have a favorite team? Like. Like I like when this team plays the Super Bowl. No, just the Super Bowl. Actually, funny enough, he does have um he does have his favorite sports teams listed down below. <laughs> Were there any that you like as well? I hope not. Um, he does like the Boston Celtics, and that hurts my soul. I don't like basketball, but get away from my city. Um, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> favorite magazines: National Geographic, Sports Illustrated. Um, he has like favorite records. Um, that'll be the day. Buddy Holly and the Crickets. Uh, You're so vain. Carly Simon. Heart of Gold. Neil Young. He like in like these are like I I'm like highlighting. I highlighted the ones I'm reading to you. Oh my god. There's this is like paragraphs of information about him. Um, this is a profile. I'm pretty yes. sure a profile is like this is why you're a psychopath. X, Y, Z. Yes. Not, <laughs> let me list my favorite movies and my favorite TV programs. Of course, like, ugh. I mean, he's got, like, favorite male and female actors. Charles Bronson, Clint Eastwood, Marlon Brando, Chuck Norris. Of course Norris. he likes Marlon Brando. He's got, of like, he likes those guys. Heather Locklear and Goldie Hawn, Sandra Dee and Tina Turner. You get away from my Goldie Hawn. <laughs> she is she is a gem. Um, he's got I kid you not. He's got he's got his favorite car, basketball team, football team. He's got his favorite fruits, candies, desserts, sandwiches, breakfasts, foods. This is not fish. a profile. Uh, this is like I can't even just like keep reading. I'm gonna be here forever if I keep reading these all to you. 
<laughs> Does he like foods? Sour Patch This kids? is my favorite ca- my favorite category. Favorite miscellaneous. Under which it says corn of <laughs> cream of corn soup, Coca-Cola, jelly beans, and candies of all kind. By the way, he did have a favorite candies category, so I don't know why that just didn't say that, but I digress. Um, what the fuck? And um, my favorite good. perfume for the ladies. That's a category. I don't like that. Get out of here. <laughs> you should not be smelling any perfumes anymore. He's got like favorite musician. My biggest joy. Favorite pastime. Favorite pets. What is this? Like a fucking like. Like this is like a plenty of fish profile. Yep. Like eHarmony. Yep. Oh. And then the best part. Ideal woman. I loved watching the emotion just completely drop off of Macy's face. (laughs) This says, quote, sensitive to be treated with respect as an equal. A Christian woman. To have truly a good woman, you have to believe she is more precious than all the gems in the world. She has to be truthful and trustful and must be able to satisfy my needs. She has to be a very kind individual who is also sympathetic, tender, warm, gentle, tolerant, good-tempered, confident, very charitable, and a humanitarian. And most of all, have all the love of God. He raped small children. Fuck you. I hate this man. Clifford. Oh, and then I'm going to read you an even worse part. The best thing about sex. And this was published in a newspaper? This was published in a motherfucking newspaper. What the the fuck were they thinking? (laughs) What the fuck were they thinking? Okay. Okay, so this is kind of a long one, so bear with me. Oh, man. Okay. And And just, like I said, remember this man raped small children. This man is a psychopath and a disgusting human being. And this is what he wrote about the best thing about sex. The whole joy of sex with love is that there are no rules so long as you enjoy it and the choice is practically unlimited. Uninhibited partners will tell each other about their fantasies. Excuse me. Really really communicating partners look for them and put them on the menu unannounced. There is no more complete communication. Women probably differ sexually more than men. Never assume that you don't need to relearn for each person. Planning and thinking about sex to come is part of love. So is lying together in complete luxury afterwards. You don't get high quality sex without love and feedback. Feedback means the the perfect mixture of stop and go, tough and tender, exertion and affection. That's paragraph one. There are only two guidelines in good sex. Don't do anything you don't really enjoy and find out your partner's needs and don't balk them if you can help it. The bed is the right place to play all the games you'll ever want to play. This is essential to a full, enterprising, and healthy, mature view of sex between committed people. Take off your shell along with your clothes. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Take off your shell <laughs> along with your clothes. Okay. I can't. A woman's greatest. No, thank you. <laughs> right. A woman's greatest assets after her beauty is her natural perfume. It comes from her hair, skin, breasts, armpits, and genitals. (laughs) 
The smell and feel of a man's skin probably has to do with sexual attraction more than any other single feature. We must learn to use the whole of our skin surface, our feelings of identity, aggression, and so on, and how to express them in bed. <laughs> we must find out someone else's needs. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. We must find out someone else's needs, and your own way will prove to be rewarding, interesting, educational when it comes to finding out what love is all about. Sex should be wholly satisfying, like between two affectionate people from which they emerge unanxious, rewarded, and ready for more. <laughs> your face right now is the greatest thing I've literally ever seen. I wish I was videotaping it. <laughs> what the fuck? I what the fuck? Literally, I was, I couldn't stop laughing this morning. I was like, this man is rapist. And this is, he thinks this is appropriate to write. And it's probably not at, at all what he thinks. No. It's it, not, like, wh- how? You're, like, your ideal woman is someone that you respect wholly. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Did you respect the 11 fucking children that you murdered and raped some of them? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? You, like, what do you think this is? Oh, this makes me angry. You, this makes you laugh. This makes me angry. What do you think that this is going to do, man? What do you think? I don't get it. See, I had processed this already. That's why I, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm laughing too, but, like, I don't understand. It literally, like, that right there shows you the psycho, the, the psycho in him. The psychopathy, yeah. If he can sit there and write this, and like not and not actually see any contradiction in what he's what he's done and what he said, exactly. That right there is the scary part of that. Man, what a fucker! So yeah, those are bits and pieces of his personal profile. That's how it ends, by the way. With that part, the best part. Oh, and the police are like, let me release a real profile about your actual psychopathy, you fucking piece of shit. Literally. <laughs> like, let me. The community is very aware that this man is in jail for murdering 11 children. <laughs> Sexy women. <laughs> Lies and deceitfulness. <laughs> I, st- I still can't. I literally cannot with this man. I- it's like, shut the fuck up. I I still cannot believe that somebody thought that was okay to publish. I mean, I don't, I have no words. I have no words. And by the way, that was done in June of 1989. So not that long after he did all this shit. Mm -hmm. So. (sighs) Oh, man. To wrap up Mr. Olson's story. During his jail time, he applied for parole three times. He's serving 11 life sentences. Um, Mm. So the first was on August 23rd of 1997. (laughs) So he applied for parole this time. And I know we discussed it last time about the fact that they have it where if you're serving multiple life sentences, you're not eligible for any type of parole until you've served a minimum of 25 years. Yes. Yes. So he applied for parole under the faint hope clause. This is a a clause that Canada has. (laughs) Faint hope. That is your main word word here. (laughs) Faint hope. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) 
And okay. it's for prisoners who have been sentenced to a life sentence. Um, and it's with parole eligibility of a period that's greater than 15 years. But at this point, they've served 15 years. So, like, okay, so they would be eligible in 25, so another 10 years. Yes. But they're applying for it at minimum 15. Yes. Got it. Okay. Um, the faint hope clause, and I took this straight from a website that is in my note, my show notes. Um, the faint hope clause provides a gradual structured release opportunity for those lifers who have made all the necessary efforts to change their lives and can safely reintegrate into society as law abiding, productive citizens. How did he do that? What was his evidence for doing that? Oh, during his plea to the jury, he said, and I quote, do I look like some kind of raving lunatic? They deliberated for 15 minutes and denied him. (laughs) Thanks for all your evidence, sir. (laughs) Right? Like, you're not a born again Christian. You're not helping other inmates learn how to read and write. You're not like donating your or or volunteering your time in the library. You're not like doing anything productive. You're just you. You All you have to say for yourself is. Do I look like a raving lunatic? You're sending ridiculous ass profiles to newspapers. Yeah, you look like a raving you lunatic. You do look like a raving lunatic. Because you <laughs> said you like sexy women and you hate lies and deceit. Like, no, you don't like either of those things. It's obvious you like <laughs> little children. Psycho. You piece of fucking shit. And <laughs> <laughs> you are lying and you are deceitful. Like, what? This week on... Macy gets angry. <laughs> and I, emotional. This happens a lot when you have cases. I get, <laughs> I get cases that are like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't know how I managed to do it, but I really do. I'm the one. I, yeah, I'm the ones where you're like, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and you're like, you're the ones where like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like. <laughs> so the second time he applied for parole was on July 18th of 2006. And this was after he completed his mandatory 25 years. Um, They denied him again. (laughs) Good. Because you got a 38 out of 40 points on the psychopathy scale. (laughs) Yep. Um, He tried one more time on November 30th of 2010 and was denied again. So. They're not going to let you out. Like, are you fucking kidding me? On March 21st of 2010. So before his third his, thir- his third parole crime. attempt. Um, <coughs> the public became aware that Olson Jr. was receiving old age security and guaranteed income supplements. Oh, yes. The man was being paid $1,100 a month. For what? It's Just like living? It's like a li- it's like it literally old age security. That ca- It's like something Canada has. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... All of that money was quickly taken back from him. And by June 1st, the government had introduced legislation that stopped prisoners from receiving any benefit pay until they're released. So they uh, quickly duh. they quickly turned around and went, fuck, and in two months had a new law in place. So they, like, because gave that- this guy fucking, well, his wife and kid, $100,000, and then they continued to pay him, like, basically Social Security after he... Yes. After a certain age. Like, what the fuck? He had been receiving it since he had turned 65 in 2005. So it had been five years of receiving uh, $1,100 $1, $1, a month. month. Let's just 
math right here. I'm going to bring up my calculator because, guys, I'm really bad at math. There's somebody out there that's listening to this going, oh, dear God, Nicole, it equals this. Do times 12. Times 12. Times 5. That's $66,000. Think about that, guys. Think about this that man is sitting behind me. bars, and he managed to bring in $66,000 in five years. And finally, on September 21st, 2011... Olsen Jr. is diagnosed with terminal cancer. And by September 30th, just nine days later, he died at the age of 71. He did not suffer long enough in prison, if you ask me. Nope. But that's just me. (laughs) That's like fucking mm, kills me to this day to know this. That Richard Ramirez died in fucking prison before he could be executed. I... Okay, that is one thing I will say I do not understand about the death penalty. If you were going to give somebody the death penalty, yeah, in the U.S., fucking kill them. I'm sorry. Why do they sit on death row? They shouldn't sit on death because If somebody who listens to us knows why they sit on death row for so long, can you please tell me? Because it drives me crazy. It keeps me up at night. I'm like, why? Well, and because you talk and you think about it. Why? I mean, how many times, I mean, I know I've personally watched documentaries where they talk about the fact that there's prisoners that prefer to be on death row because you live a cushier life in prison. Because supposedly you're, you're going to be put to death, so they give you more things. You get a cushier cell and all this stuff. They got his teeth fixed. Yeah. Richard Ramirez got all his teeth fixed before he the fucking The man died. is in prison. He doesn't need his teeth fixed. He doesn't need his teeth fixed. Go oh. fuck you. I just, no, no. I'm sorry. But like, anyway, this was I, not death penalty, but like no, still like why mm. why put somebody on death row if you're just going to let them die on death row? At that point They're just give them life in prison. If if the death penalty is not going to be enacted within like 2 to 3 years after their sentencing, What's what the is the it? point of it? They just basically rot in jail like everybody else serving a life sentence with a little bit of a cushier cell. There shouldn't be anything cushy or non-cushy. It should be like, you guys are just living there. You're going to die. Especially you're not going to die. If you're on death row, that means you did something extra fucked up. Yeah, you should not be living a cushier life. No. <sighs> I mean, oh, yeah. I just don't like when people don't get, like, they don't get an opportunity to live out their, their, the rest of their, like, I mean, I know he lived the rest of his days in jail because he got cancer, but like. It drives me crazy that he got cancer and he just died. That's not what his victims got. Nope. They didn't. They had to suffer. Yep. And they you don't have to, to suffer. They didn't get to live their lives. They were children. The oldest. They got victim, their shit stolen from them. The, oh, if I remember correctly, I'm sorry. The oldest victim, I believe, was 18. She, yeah, she was 17. I'm sorry. Said. No, 18. Oh, the girl from Germany. I thought it said she was 14. Did I type that wrong? I think I typed that wrong. Guys, I apologize. I was a mess this morning. I apologize. She was 14. So, yes, 17. So, Louise. Louise. The last one. She was 17. She was 17. You stole their fucking lives from them. You did not give them dignity in death. You fucking, like, they were probably fucking tortured. Like, you rape these girls brutally and then straight. Like, they did not. They're existence did not end in a good way and you get to just go out like that yep. from cancer like fuck, fuck you could <laughs> have stuck him with a bunch Jinx. of needles <laughs> is that the end of it yep I fucking hate this guy 
So in case you're wondering, his favorite fish is Alaskan baked. Is Alaskan. Ala- I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, the Alaska black cod. <laughs> I don't care anymore. His favorite sandwich was the clubhouse. <laughs> What's the clubhouse? I don't know. I mean, I've heard a club sandwich. Is that the same thing? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is he wrote favorite places in Vancouver, Honolulu. Hawaii. That's the same place, you idiot. (laughs) Unless he literally means the island of Hawaii. Because there is like the big island. There's the the big big island of Hawaii Hawaii. and then there's Honolulu that's at the end. (laughs) Disneyland and Disney World. When did you go to Disneyland and Disney World, you fucker? (laughs) You don't deserve to go to the happiest place on earth. I wonder if that's where he went on vacation. It never said where he went on vacation with his family. (laughs) He's like, oh, Mickey. Oh my God. It literally like. Favorite pastime, reminiscing on past experiences and events. Mic drop. (laughs) Fucking piece of shit. Ah, there's nothing you like. I mean, you guys do not disappoint. We have picked four amazing episodes this month. I literally knew nothing about any of these going into this, and the only thing I knew from Canada was Luca Magnata and like. The, the the Barbie and Ken murder. I knew that's all I knew about. I I see. I've I've heard the Barbie and Ken ones, but it's been a while. Those I has still not listened to Luke Magnata because I'm still not okay with that. Don't. I just know about the cats. I can't I can't don't. get past that. I watch. Then, don't fuck with the cats. Don't do it. <laughs> I, I know about uh, Willie Picton. Oh, and I know. I mean, I only know what's in like the Criminal Minds episode from. Oh God. About Pit, like that's based on. It's him. worse. I don't want to know. Don't tell me. It's worse. I like. It's like listening to the Toy Box Killer, and you're like, what? Guys, what? Actually, just a small shout out. If you guys want to learn about Willie Picton, please go listen to Morbid because Morbid, Morbid did an amazing like three part fucking episode on Willie Picton. They're and great. God, did Elena do it? Yes. Oh, God damn, was it messed up? Oh, it was really messed up. Um, but they did a great job covering it. <laughs> I literally listened to it and like couldn't turn it off. I was like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't listened yet because I don't like omnivores. I don't like omnivores. Favorite dessert? Banana cream pie. No! <laughs> I no, I ate it! <laughs> no! I literally can't. I'm just like, it's in front of me, and I'm just staring at it, and then there's a no. bunch that I haven't read through. No. <laughs> I don't like that you like banana cream pie. Get out of here. <laughs> I like banana cream pie. I don't like that. Get out of here. What the fuck is puff wheat? <laughs> is that like a cereal? Yeah, I think it might be. He wrote favorite breakfast, bacon and eggs turned over, cream of wheat, puff wheat. Okay, I'm looking up puff wheat. I picture like Wheaties. Oh, it's like Honey Smacks. Bless you. What? You know what Honey Smacks are? No. I know what Honey Smacks are. <laughs> um, I like cover my hand in honey and slap you in the face. No. Um. <laughs> honey Smacks. Cover my lips in honey and give somebody a kiss. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it took you a while to hear what I just said. <laughs> you, you were like, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Guys, this wine was good. <laughs> it was really good. It, like, okay. We were like, meh at first, but we love it. We both had just eaten lunch and had probably had like other food tastes in our mouth. Oh, with the weird frog dude on the front. Yeah, with the backwards hat. Okay. This is like the type of cereal is puffed wheat. Because mm, you can like go like okay. golden puffs. Okay. Pops. 
pops are kind of like that. I haven't had pops in so long. Pops are amazing. They're just like coated in sugar. They're so bad for They're you. so good. They're so good. But yeah, guys, that is the lovely asshole that is Clifford Olsen Jr. And I apologize again for like screwing up the son's name and a few ages there. I We didn't mess up his name. We didn't say, we didn't look. I mean, we can look it up now if his middle name was Stephen. Let me see. Let me scroll back up to where I had it written down. I want to make sure I didn't. I mean, if his name was, if his middle name was Stephen, then that makes sense. I was going to say, I just felt, I felt bad. I messed up. Like, I know I messed up. Um, oh, girl. Sigrun's age. And I, like, Guys, I just, let's I just, just put like, this out Ooh. here. This wine we just drank was 14.5% alcohol. <laughs> and we both had two pretty <laughs> large glasses of it. I also really hate that I just laughed really weirdly. <laughs> 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 I did too. Help so. me. So, I. Yeah, I wrote Clifford Olson Jr. or Clifford Clifford Olson the third. Yeah, so you just don't have his middle name. It's possible his middle name is Stephen. Middle name is Stephen, probably. Okay. We're gonna get some email. It's gonna be like you assholes. That was not his name. (laughs) Okay. And I'm gonna be like, okay, sorry, delete. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Bye. Okay, bye. What if that was just it? What if that was just how we ended the episode? We didn't even do like our links or anything. We were just like, bye, click. <laughs> bye. Literal mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan would kill me if I did a literal mic drop. Oh, man. Guys, we have a pretty cool setup. We Ryan cool setup. really hooked us up. He really did. We have musician significant others. <laughs> I mean, I'm a musician, My but I don't I own things like this. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that much anymore. But sorry yeah. guys to disappoint. He helped us. He he had these great microphones and stands and I mean there's better than that one time that we were literally recording and my mic like fell on the ground. Yep, I remember that. And I and I was like, ah, it's okay. Oops. Oops, my bad. And you're like, uh, don't tell Ryan that happened. I'm like, okay. He doesn't listen to this anyway. Well, Tyler does and he would tell him. <laughs> Love you, Tyler. Don't mind me. I'm trying not to burp into the microphone. Look what I did. Look what I pulled up. <gasps> I'm proud of you. I'm so proud. So, Macy, <laughs> now that you have that all pulled up and ready, where can they find us? Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, because I just pulled up our link tree so that we don't forget. Um, You can find us all over social media, and we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and YouTube, and we have a website, so I'm going to tell you all that stuff now. Ready? <laughs> Facebook and Instagram is... Buzzkillers Podcast. Buzzkillers Podcast. Twitter is Buzzkillers Pod. Buzzkillers Pod. YouTube is Buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast. Buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast. If you subscribe and we get to 100 subscribers, we can make our own customized URL and it'll be easier to find us. So please go like and subscribe. Even if you don't ever listen on YouTube. Like and subscribe, bitches. Like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol, guys. (laughs) It's been Um, a giggly day. (laughs) So you can also find us on our very own website, which is www.buzzkillerspodcast.com. www.buzzkillerspodcast.com. And on that website, which is pretty cool, Nicole designed it. She's pretty great. Um, This is why I started a podcast with her. Um, (laughs) You can... (laughs) That's not why I started a podcast. (laughs) But you, you were like, I'm doing our website. And I was like, okay. (laughs) <laughs> um you can read a little bit about us there's some like cool like pictures of the two of us together now so that's pretty cool Hell yeah um you can also read about the wines that we drink we will put up a thing about hobnob we love it 
So I was going to say it got. I drank both my glasses. I'm done. Are you really? I'm done. I talked a lot. I'm almost done. I'm done. It was really, really <laughs> good. And you can like le- read little blurbs if you want to hear about Michael David Winery or 19 Crimes or any of the New York wines. Yes. Because those are hard to find. So there's that. And you can also send us a little message there if you want. Or you can email us at buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and our host platform, Podbean. Mm-hmm. And remember, guys, Amazon Music extends over to Audible. Audible. I am yes. going to add that link in there. Should we like just do like slash Audible or does it have to be its it, own link? It actually has its own link. Oh, really? So you can you can do Amazon Music or you can do Audible. And I know Audible has its very own app and everything. It um, does. I have Audible so for my books. You, there will be two separate links, there, but they're both technically because it's like because we're on Apple Music, we're on, on or I'm sorry, because we're on Amazon Music, we're on Audible. Got it. But they'll be two separate links. Guys, thank you for liking and subscribing and listening <laughs> and listening. We are. I mean, we are so excited about next month. May is coming Guys, up. We've got big surprises for you. We've got great, amazing, big surprises. We had it for like four weeks. It's, it's, uh, we, we, I mean, I think you guys kind of know at this point, we kind of record things ahead of time. So this episode won't drop for a while after you've got like a week after you've got, like, yeah. will we have recorded it the week before and it's dropped the week after. Yeah. So like, but we have been planning something really, really awesome for like a month and a half, two months. It's finally going to come to fruition at the very end of May, and we're going to, like, launch a bunch of things, yes. and we're really, really excited. So keep an eye on those social medias. Keep an eye on our website. Just be prepared, because we are going to, like, just at the like at the beginning of May, just, like, drop a bunch of shit on you. Like, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, poltergeist. <laughs> Still haven't seen he, that movie. <laughs> oh man we are really excited about all this stuff it's gonna be so much fun i'm pumped i'm so i really want to like just reveal what all this is but i'm i know i like i'm a person that likes spoilers i but i will not this is the reason why i'm, I'm, I'm the kind of person that does my christmas shopping like two weeks before christmas because if i went christmas shopping any earlier I'd be like, okay, I just have a gift for you. I have to give it to you now. I I'm wanted to give. I wanted to show you when when those when our wine glasses made by the yes. lovely Martine over yes. at Serial Killer Crafts. If you haven't like listened that far back or whatever, she's cool. Um, she's amazing. She made our custom wine glasses that we drink out of every week. Um, Literally I, every week. They they were taking forever in the mail because that's when Mr. Cheeto in the White Office destroyed the fucking USPS. <laughs> um sorry <laughs> he destroyed it and well, it, it didn't help it was also like it was christmas time yes so, so it's was like, it was like eight million packages and because of covid nobody was going anywhere so the usps was like they were like so like things were go- things were shitty because of like the voting crisis and then things were shitty because of christmas mm-hmm. and because everybody's at home because of the pandemic you know there was a million things going on but i wanted to show nicole <laughs> so bad what i had bought and i held off i held off you you did it you did it very well i was like i got you something cool and i remember because i was so mad because you showed ryan (laughs) and a few times i kept trying to be like ryan ryan am i am i gonna like 
am I going to cry? Was it really cool? Like, I want to get her something back, but, like, I need to know how much to spend. Wink. And he was just like, stop. No, stop. I didn't tell him how much I spent on it. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, tried to get literally anything I could I get from him, him, and he gave up literally nothing. He was, like, the best driver. He is very reliable for yeah. that, because I'm also planning something else for you this summer, and he knows about it. Are you serious? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Okay, I, I, t- I kind of hinted at it yesterday when we were you exploring. You did. I have a plan for something this summer for you, and I already talked to him about it and Tyler about it. They both know. <laughs> She's the only one out of the four <laughs> that doesn't know. Time to threaten to hide all the food in the house until Ryan tells me what it is. So and if he him. tells you, I will kick him in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question. How long do I have to wait for this thing? How many months do I have to squirm? I don't want to tell you because then you'll know. (laughs) It's in the summer. Okay. (laughs) So a while. (laughs) Sorry. Macy's going to kill me, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm having fun. Anyway, (laughs) we love you guys so much. And thanks for listening to Canadian True Crime Month. Oh, yeah. It's the end of it and it's sad. And once you guys listen to this, you'll probably have next month's topic. That's no, no. Once they listen mon- to this, oh, May we listen to it afterwards. Be- no, because no, May first is on a Saturday. Because we'll be announcing it the day before the first episode Ooh, launches. Oh, that's right. Boom. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You gotta wait a little bit for this one. We always announce. If you guys don't know already, if you this is the first time listening, we mm-hmm. always announce the topic for the new month on the first. It tends to not be on the same day that we have to launch our episode. So, always the first. Did I just... I think I just messed up my words. What do you mean? When I was like, don't... Because uh, I meant to say, don't we announce it, like, the week of. And then I think I said, don't we listen. I think I just, like, totally it's messed okay. up my words. It's fine. Guys, 14.5% alcohol. <laughs> We're going to go take naps. This Bye. is why <laughs> we are the buzz killers. Buzz killers. Anyway, we love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for getting us to almost 4,000 downloads. We're like, we are tantalizingly close. I'm pumped. Um, We love you guys so much. And we obviously couldn't do this without your support and your patronage. So continue to listen to us. Send us feedback. Send us anything. We want to hear from you. You know, cases, topics. Corrections, as long as, you know, they are constructive criticism. We are open to constructive criticism, you guys. Meanness. You hear us. We ask for help often. But if you're mean about it, we are going to delete yeah, your message. Yeah, don't be mean. We, we never do anything, and I hope you guys know at this point, that we never do anything on this podcast to be insensitive or hurtful or upsetting in any way. So we take all that stuff very seriously if yes. you ever send it to us. Um, so... Just try not to be mean because we are not being, we don't mean to we be We don't mean. intend to be We don't mean. ever intend that in any way. So ever. we're just, we're just trying to have fun and do what we like to do and drink some wine and some spooky wine and talk about yeah. some spooky shit. So just be nice. <laughs> be nice and we won't have to block you on every platform. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, man. They're like, I know who I'm talking to now. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> anyway, we, we love you guys so much. And thank you so much for listening. And just 
keep keep with us and keep. you'll hear some really exciting things next month we're so Hell excited yeah. okay we love you bye bye <laughs>